people spend more in retirement, especially the first five to 10 years. They really do. That's what everyone keeps saying is, well, you know, when when you retire, you're going to spend less and you're going to pay less in taxes. It's different because you've got that bucket list. You've got vacations, grandkids. Do it while you're healthy. regular gym routine. When was the last time you checked on your financial fitness? If you're feeling like you're falling behind, Ed Sedell is here to help with The Retirement Trainer, a podcast about helping you get into better financial shape. Every week, Ed talks about things you need to know to become more financially fit for your future. Learn about things like how much money will you need, financial mistakes other people often make, and how you can avoid them. Plus, details on The Retirement Fitness Plan, a plan Ed personally created to help you get to and through retirement by focusing on five key areas of your financial life. Learn more about the retirement fitness plan when you visit egsifinancial.com and click on processes. Then subscribe, follow, and listen to The Retirement Trainer on Apple Podcasts, your iHeart app, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. It's The Retirement Trainer with Ed Sedell, a podcast about finding ways to help you become financially fit for your future, no matter what financial shape you're in now. If you're all set to file your taxes by the usual April 15th, you can look forward to a bit more free time. Not really. (laughs) This year's deadline is April 18th due to Good Friday being on the 15th. Tax time's a good opportunity to review your retirement finances. There's More to that than just reviewing your taxes. It means reviewing your investment strategy, your estate plan, your plan to combat inflation and thinking about your tax situation, what it'll look like in the future. This is Leanne Sedell and here to help us with all our questions and to give us some guidance to stay in the best financial shape possible, the retirement trainer, Ed Sedell. Hi, Ed. Hey, Leanne. Tax time again. Yeah, yeah. Hey, money, 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 right? No, <laughs> no, it is the dreaded. <laughs> it is the dreaded. Just so happens that uh, my birthday always has fallen. I was going to say, I can, ne- I, on... I can never forget your birthday, right? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uncle Sam will never let us, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, even more funny is that your birthday is on April Fool's Day. <laughs> and that explains just about everything. <laughs> exactly. I was not going to say it, but that's true. Oh, All right. yes. So, yes. so I'm going to hit you with the first question. But essentially, people in retirement think that because their income low is lower, that they don't have to worry about taxes. Is this true? For our clients? No, it's not. A lot of our clients, they're kind of like those millionaire, you know, next door. Yeah. They drive the five, eight, 10 plus year old car. I mean, you, you'd never know. And so they've saved so much that now as they're, they're spending money, that's why we've been converting, doing Roth conversions, especially yeah. over the last couple of years to kind of keep that tax basis, you know, significantly lower because people also, people spend more in retirement, especially the first, you know, five to 10 years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they really do. That's what everyone keeps saying is, well, you know, when when you retire, you're going to spend less and, you know, you're going to pay less in taxes. That's not it's different because you've got that bucket list. You've got vacations, grandkids. Yep. You know, do it while you're healthy. 
Yep. I, I can remember my mom and dad used to joke around with me all the time that my dad entering into retirement, he's never made so many stops in a given week to Walmart because he, <laughs> he wanted something to do. <laughs> and and after working 40 years for the same company, it, it, it was something. You have a routine. And- yeah. Well, you know, my mom and dad, you know, very blue collar. It saved up everything. Man, those trips that they used to take. Yeah. You know, thank goodness. And they did it while they could and they were active and and healthy, but they weren't cheap. No, no, you know, no. But again, that's that's the that's why you do it. That's, that's what right. retirement's all about in taxes. So I, I think we have talked about this so many times, but it's so worth repeating right now that our national debt is over 30 trillion dollars. I know it's think about that. It is. And and inflation is where it is. So it's not. And we've got, you know, the Russia, Ukraine war going on right now. You've got all these different things. And now all of a sudden we're talking about taxes. So. Well, you know, why are we talking about taxes in, in the midst of all this craziness? Because it's a really big deal. You've got the uh, corporate tax deadline on, on March 15th. You've got the uh, personal. This year, it's April 18th because of Good Friday being yep. on, you know, the 15th. And so David Walker was the comptroller general under Clinton, Bush, and, and going into Obama, right? So he was kind of agnostic when it comes to, to politics. But he said, and this is really important. So he said in 2007 that any increase in the national debt mathematically is just deferred income tax, right? So and do you remember, we talk about it all the time, what the national debt was back then? Golly, I would, because I remember during the Clinton, supposedly it was balanced at that stage, No, this, right? is, this is in 2007. Oh, this is 2000. Yeah. I thought you were going about, yeah. okay. Got a little lost with you talking about Clinton there. But yeah, no, I do not know. Eight trillion. So that's when it was eight. And we were like, oh, my gosh, you can't believe we're getting ready to hit 10. What we wouldn't give to go back to that right now. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, how no. horrible is it? We seem to add eight now in a given four year well, term. Because we added so much to the debt. That's why we're having the inflationary problems. Right. You know, too, too many dollars chasing too few goods, you know, and, and not going down that rabbit hole. But, man, there's just all these things that come right back to the taxes. And. People, when we're looking at taxes, especially retirement is all about cash flow. I mean, it, that's really what it is. And, and it's that cash flow that determines how much fun you have in retirement. For my parents, you know, their, their whole thing was it wasn't the material goods and how big the house was. For them, it was, you know, going to Antarctica, going to Alaska, going to your, you know, doing that's that was their kind of dream to be able to, to travel around the world and do crazy stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's situation is a little bit different. But when you when you look at the the income for most people uh, like my folks, they got both a pension and Social Security around here in Columbus, Ohio, because you've got so many teachers, you've got the universities, a lot of government installations. You do. You you have both uh, pensions as as well as Social Security. But a lot of people just have Social Security. And what they don't realize is that how you save determines whether or not you pay taxes on your social security. And, and honestly, if you do it the right way, it, it could be completely voluntary. You don't have to pay taxes on your social security, which is a big deal because the more pre-tax dollars you make now, not only does it affect your social security taxability and everything else, but it also directly affects or could affect the means-based testing on your Medicare, you know, B, C, and D. Well, and you you mentioned the tax on Social Security being voluntary, but what's interesting about that is that you need to sometimes go and have that 
they're going to turn on where the taxes are taken out and you need to call and have that voluntary tax turned off. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something I don't think people realize when they see taxes come out, they assume that just just must, that just must be what it is. And they don't know to call up social security and say, "Uh -uh, I I need every nickel and penny I got. Well, I mean, it depends. So every situation is a little bit different. If you have taxes taken out of one thing, you, you know, you don't need it taken out of your social security. Or, you know, with what we do with a lot of clients, their Social Security is not taxable because we set up everything in a Roth. We, exactly. We've done the Roth conversions over the years. Exactly. And so they have to make that phone call. Or, very abstractly, I'm going to use my parents again. As an example, my mom is in a memory care facility, right? And how long has it been to try and get those Social Security issues resolved, especially during COVID, and, and get that tax taken off? Yeah. No, right? it, it is not a simple process. It for sure. You, yeah. you uh, hope you only have to make that phone call once. <laughs> so. Yeah. And, and petition. And yeah. So, so let's talk about the amounts for, for the taxes. So okay, yeah. if you're a married couple, by definition, uh, you're making 44,000 or more than $44,000 a year. You're wealthy. You're a wealthy American. Congratulations. <laughs> and that's why 85% of your social security is going to be taxed. Right. The 85% of whatever that is. All right. Now, if you're a single filer, so if you're a widow, widower, divorced, or single, um, it's 34000 which isn't a lot of money. That's not, especially right now. You, it, That's not. Yeah. And so we were talking with a young lady who's, who's retired ye- yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. And we were going through it and, you know, we set up everything so that her social security isn't going to be taxed. And we said, you know, hey, look, you can make up to this amount and you're still going to be okay because of, you know, she's over 65, the standard deduction, you're still going to be within these confines and, and you're in good shape, right? And, and that's really what we're trying to do is wealth isn't what you make or save, it's what you get to keep. Yep. How tired are, people are tired <laughs> of hearing me saying that over and over again. Well, I, again, I think the, the goal of this podcast is to also give some uh, direction and ideas. So what can the retirees do to minimize their tax? You know, at the end of every year, have a year in tax planning meeting. People get so focused on where they're at in the present. Okay. Just today. So we had a, a couple in earlier this week and, you know, we were going through everything in, the, in that very first meeting. Okay. And asking the questions and, you know, it's a little uncomfortable when you, you ask those questions and learning more because it's a get to know each other meeting. Yep. And, you know, we go through all five areas, which is, you know, the income planning, investment planning. And when we got to the tax planning, before we got to the healthcare and, and legacy planning, you know, that's when they realized that their single biggest expense, you know, last year <laughs> taxes. were taxes. And that's how it is for most Americans. You know, their largest expense on an annual basis are taxes. And that's when they realized that they, they really needed to, to do something because what, as we were going through the whole process, you know, and, and just ba- everything based on the math, you know, what we showed them real quick was, look, just by rearranging these things, it's going to save you about $40,000 a year net, your take-home pay in, in tax expense. You know, what is that? Uh, roughly about $3,500 yep. a month mm-hmm. or 33 and change, whatever that is. I'm doing that off the top of my head. My- <laughs> <laughs> Where's my calculator? So that's, that's a big deal, right? And it's not just about what you get to keep now and, you know, increasing your cash flow. But you also want to look at, all right, so the means-based testing for, for uh, Medicare B, C, and D. We 
have a lot of clients who have done a phenomenal job, you know, accumulating right before they started working with us. And now we're going through that process of doing Roth conversions because they're paying not per couple, but per person, you know, $600 additional in out-of-pocket costs uh, for the means-based testing for Medicare on top of the, what is it? Is it 150 a month for <laughs> yeah. B? I think yeah. it is, right? So that's, when you look at that as $1,200 a month going out unnecessarily and, and it's a two-year look back. So since you're already getting hit with that, how much can we go ahead and, and keep you within a certain confine of taxes? Because Uncle Sam is getting his money. He, he really is. And you've got that sweet spot. A lot of people have that sweet spot when it comes to taxes, which is between, you know, 59 and a half and 72, where you, yeah. you can do an awful lot of planning, especially with the current tax code, you know, the way that it is right now. And it allows you to do some of the Roth conversions and while you're still working to help cover those costs. So by the time you're taking and you retire and you take Social Security, there's a very good probability, possibility that you may not have to pay, you know, any kind of income tax on your social security. And then when your required minimum distributions kick in at age 72, you may not have any or very little, and you're not going to have to pay the extra costs for, for Medicare B, C, and D too. Yeah, it is sitting down and, and just going through that tax planning process and seeing where the savings long-term come into play. That's kind of, eye-opening when you get to see what that forecasted savings is by just doing the planning ahead of time. Yeah. And, and you know, you got to do it both ways, right? So you don't just look at the current year, you look at the the previous couple years mm -hmm. so that you can actually see how much you've spent and what you would have saved. And then if you carry that forward, because the current tax code, the way that it is right now, it's in place until December 31st, uh, 2025. January 1st, 2026, it goes away and goes back to the 2017 levels. Well, now that you're talking about the changes to the tax, obviously nothing's going to happen this year because uh, it, it's year. an election uh, No year. one wants to be on the hook. <laughs> I, you know, everyone's just... changing their tune on everything. I never said that. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, that it, it actually. I know I said it, but makes what I me meant laugh was... so hard to sit here. I mean, impending tax changes, tax changes, and then you know and they now, all now, disappear. Yeah. No one's talking about no, anything. No, shh. Don't say anything until until well, December first. Right. <laughs> well, you know, after the election, that'll that'll I mean. give us a pretty good you know yeah. indication as to if taxes are going to change. Yeah, and you know what that's going to look like. But you know, if we're sitting in a room full of a hundred people right now, and I asked, you know, how many people think taxes are going down? How many hands do you think would be raised? Maybe one or two. Well, right, you know, I, I can't really imagine that. I can't well, really you know, imagine. There's always outliers. <laughs> but, you know, how many think taxes are going up? Everyone's going to raise their hands. Yeah. Yeah, just like inflation. I mean, there was a long time that we had hardly any inflation. And, you know, in 2009, inflation was actually negative, yeah. right? Which isn't good either. So how long are we going to have this? You know, how long is Social Security going to be around? And the reason I say it that way, because, you know, you had a lot of people you know, over the last couple of years because of COVID, be put out of work. They've lost their companies. They lost their jobs. And now we just have a huge underemployed, unemployed population because, you know, us and other companies, uh, there's a lot of our clients cannot find people to work. They just won't work for whatever reason. And when those people are taken out of the workforce, right, and they're not only are they not working, but they're receiving benefits, how are they getting paid? Yeah, it's just everyone who's working in, in that tax base. 
So now as costs are going up, what else is happening, right? Costs are going up. We're draining the the bank account, if you will, for the country. And so how are we going to make up for that loss for the last couple of years? Plus, you know, we printed all that money in, in 2021. I was going to throw something in because uh, obviously I've heard the whisperings on the wall about the Secure Act and some of that stuff changing when it re- when it comes to other individuals putting away money. Is this something that you are looking at influencing the tax? This two point zero of the Secure Act in what way? Which uh, being forced to be enrolled in a four hundred one k. Oh, yeah. So there are, so it's passed on the state level. So okay. there are 15 states that have already enacted that, right? There are, well, so 15 states have it in their House of Representatives right now. Only a couple, I know California, New York, and I think there's one other that have actually passed it. And if you have, every state's different. I think California is, if you have, it's either five or more or 10 or more employees, you have to have a retirement plan. And and, and that's kind of in that same vein where they're looking because, you know, originally, Social Security was going to run out in 2039, 2036, 2032, and then yeah. 2029. And then that was all before COVID. Yeah. And some of the other things that they're talking about is extending full retirement age, you know, depending on your date of birth. There's been so many, I'm not even going to talk about it because it depends on the day of the week and which way the wind's blowing as yeah. to what that's going to look like. But that, you know, that has a huge impact. So, one of the other things that they were talking about was the haircut, mm-hmm. you know, doing a haircut on Social Security across the board. I cannot imagine that they would ever pass that on on anyone who's already receiving benefits. Yeah. They would be grandfathered in. Yeah. But it's for those that like you, you were talking about, these are people we're talking about tax planning for those that are not yet in retirement. Right. So so, so how do you save? Yeah. Well, you know what? In a low tax environment like this, save in a Roth because you know, you're, you're not getting the deduction now. And because you're, you're paying the tax on it now, it's going to grow tax deferred in, in a Roth. And then when it comes back out, it's, it's tax free. Okay. Now we still get, because we manage a lot of 401ks and yeah. we still have participants, you know, um, who get confused and they say, well, I can, I know I can only put in 6,000 total. I'm like, <laughs> no. no, 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 that's an IRA. So, you know, the, Rules apply whether it's a traditional 401k or a Roth. This year in 2022, you could put up to 20,000. All right. And then you have the catch up provision for 20,500. Yeah. And so you put the, the additional 6,500. So tw- a total of 27,000 if you're 50 and older. So it's just into a Roth. Again, we're, we're talking, we're talking big picture on, on tax stuff here, but I, I wanted to at least touch on those things because again, <laughs> these are things that are in the near future. Yeah. You need to get your questions answered. Yeah, you, you need to you go do. and, and, you know, doing a combination. So everyone, look, it's all about the math. It is all about the math. Everyone's situation is different. I can't tell you how many families that it's a combination of the two, right? Where they, they put some into the, the pre-tax retirement and some into the Roth because they want to keep it under a certain limit. They want to keep it in the 24%, you know, uh, tax bracket or under the 22% in that 12%. And so they're putting just enough away to to stay within that that lower limit, and then they put the rest into the Roth option. And this may be the last year for the backdoor okay, Roth. Okay, because that's that's the last thing I was going to hit you with was you know that everybody talks about that backdoor option being still available right now. We thought maybe it would go away this year, yeah, but it's still here. Well, the same thing with Roth conversion, right? Yeah. So this they're actually talking about putting an income limit 
for Roth conversions too. So this may be either the last year or the last year the way that it currently sits. So, you know, a backdoor Roth is if you're participating in a, you know, an employer-based plan and you, you know, you, you make over a certain dollar limit, you cannot put money into a Roth IRA. But you can put it in an IRA. You can put it into a, a non-deductible IRA. Yeah. All right. And then convert it over into a Roth and you want to do it in the same year, right? So you don't want to do it December 31st and then January 1st. Right, because now you're paying twice yep. on the tax. Yep. So you want to do it in the same calendar year. But this is what tax planning is all about. You know, working with, you know, the CPAs and the software that we have to make sure that, you know, we're helping everyone get the biggest bang for the buck. Well, again, we harp on it every time. Get your questions answered. So if you would like a complimentary, no cost, no obligation, 15-minute <laughs> consultation to get those questions answered, please make sure to reach out to us. You can call us at 614-526-4118, or you can go online at egsifinancial.com. Schedule some time to meet or talk to Ed. And lastly, you can just check us out. Go to the Retirement Trainer. We've got a ton of information on there, some previous podcasts on taxes, just a whole slew of stuff. But thanks so much, Ed. Absolutely. Thanks, Leanne. you tested your fitness level, not your workout routine. I'm talking about your financial endurance because if saving to a 401k is the extent of your effort, it is time for you to start shaping up. And Ed Sedell is here to help you do that with the Retirement Trainer. It's his podcast to help you examine your financial stamina and learn the questions you should be asking and areas to focus on to help you get to that place you've been working so hard for, a happy, comfortable retirement. And it's not as hard as some might have made you believe. Ed's broken it down into five Five simple steps. It's the retirement fitness plan, which he personally created to help clarify key areas of your financial life. Learn more about the retirement fitness plan at egsifinancial.com. Then subscribe, follow, and listen to the retirement trainer on Apple Podcasts, your iHeart app, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. Investment advisory services offered through EGSI Investment Management, DBA EGSI Financial Group, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through EGSI Financial Services, Inc., Ohio license number 102061. Nine.